Here is a great chance to gain insights into how to build big businesses and what mistakes can and should be avoided. Not only is this podcast the brainchild of the brand called You, it is also an HT Smartcast original and it is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Today I have a very very accomplished young lady who is a doctor. Dr. Jaya is MBBS from the Kasturba Gandhi Medical College, Manipal. She has a specialization in dermatology from Gujarat and she's a hair transplant surgeon. That's quite an accomplishment. So let's talk a little bit about dermatology first and then we'll talk about hair transplant. And the first question that comes to my mind is on skin whitening. Why is there such a craze for this in okay, our country? So this is something which I have barely thought and I have not just thought when mm. I became a dermatologist. I haven't even thought before. when i was a child mm. i think it really stems mm. from the fact that you know our grandfathers and our great grandfathers mm. when they lived we were colonized mm. for a very long time mm. and we looked up onto the caucasian skin so i think it's a very deep rooted thing so when like when i was born so i am like half gupta mm. and my mom side was sindhi mm. so sindhi and punjabi people they have more white skin mm. I think it's just you know because they had seen those Caucasian people, so the first benchmark of anybody being beautiful would be oh how fair is the girl, and I think I don't blame my grandparents because they grew up in that environment, and then our parents kind of emulated it because they heard it since they were kids, and then somehow we also heard it, but I think we are all educated enough. to know that that's not the case anymore so like if you even if you see the world congress of dermatology mm. their entire symbol is like the ta- six types of skin they have that in a form of a lotus mm. so they say every skin type is beautiful so no mm. we don't promote skin whitening so before i go further tell me what are the six types of skin so oh, it's not six types of skin mm. it's like types. six colors what are these skin. colors no we don't really say that you oh, know okay. it's just starts from caucasian to okay Okay, you know, so well, that way. But basically, we believe in healthy skin. I agree. We believe that you know it's the largest organ of the body, and it's protecting everything inside it. Okay. So I definitely promote skin health, but I don't promote. You cannot, you know, you should be happy. In fact, for our climate, we mm. have the perfect skin color. I agree. Yeah. Because you know we have to be comfortable with whatever skin we have. And we have beautiful skin. Absolutely, we yeah. have beautiful Isn't skin. It? There's nothing to feel and bad. And yet, yet, I was reading it's it's having a two and a half or three billion dollar industry. It's just because you know I think educated people should start making sure that in front of their children they're not making these comparisons. In fact, my brother is in US and he's he dates like an American girl, mm-hmm. and then over there they feel it's like you know they're very pale. They don't have that's true. So you know, everybody—it's just what you feel from inside. That's what, in fact, I tell a lot of my American friends that you you come to India and you want a tan. Yeah. And we sit in our car in the middle of summer and we get a natural tan. Yeah. No, it's okay. Should be healthy. Okay, so yeah, let me move on. You know, in a tropical country like ours, Mm -hmm. 
what are some of the common skin related challenges we face so mostly you would say that you know we do have fungal infections and then there are things like you know urticaria that's allergies and eczema and you know as we grow older there's another otitis these are more common in children they're acne yeah. dandruff psoriasis there are certain not there are certain rare conditions which you probably it's like emphasis on also sure, not sure. very common yeah But they do exist. Yeah, and for the common human being, and all the people will be watching us, thousands of people will watch us or listen to us. The best way to look after your skin is to keep it clean and washed. Of course, but also yes, there are few things that we need to realize that. So it's a basic cover. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how if you have a good camera, yeah, and you're keeping it covered. Similarly, our body, the skin is our basic cover. So there are certain few pointers like using the sunscreen. and you know using an antioxidant mm-hmm. having an antioxidant these are very basic few things mm-hmm. having a normal skin care routine is kind of important and that's pretty much enough if you're doing that since the right age you're good to go correct correct so you know again when i was reading about you when i was reading about dermatology there were some interesting statistics okay. which said that there are in a country of 1.3 billion people mm-hmm. there are barely 6000 dermatologists Yeah. Who and ninety percent of them are in urban India. Yes. And yet, as you said just now, it is the biggest organ of our body. Why is there such a big dissonance? So a lot of initially, I think, let's say about twenty years ago, there were not too many dermatology seats. Yeah. Not there were not too many dermatology graduates, okay. and a general physician would be practicing most of it. Mm. But yes, there is a huge flag. That's something which I had also realized mm. while I was in a government college in Ahmedabad. we used to get people from all across the state mm. and even from Rajasthan and all who had these rare disorders mm. and they were never diagnosed properly mm. so ever since 3 years that i have been i try to go to some of the villages like any of the help they've come from a village in punjab or haryana or uttar mm. pradesh so i have villages but i have you know this is about 10 to 12 villages mm. and you can at least you know you find that one person who's not been diagnosed properly who has pemphigus mm. i don't have as much resources to mm. get them to delhi and treat them myself right now but i do write them and i do tell them that you know you would be requiring this kind of treatment and you need to be going to a doctor care center so basically that's a 10 year goal yeah. that i hope to be able to have like a one year entire you know camping just like take an rv and go across in there and see as many patients as possible at least to diagnose them that and tell them that this is the care that you need that that's quite amazing and i hope through our show you'll find many people yeah that was willing to support reasons. you and, and you know, i would really you can count on my support as well if you're going to do something like this so one or two more questions on skin before we move on my question to you is that you know in a country like ours which has got so many seasons certainly in north india mm-hmm. our skin disorder season and can we eat right for um yes for the first part yes a lot of them are seasonal very simply put something like dandruff dryness they are even allergies they would come with pollen more fungal infections would come with humidity more so yes of course a lot of skin conditions are seasonal and as far as eating your skin zone 100% eating right just not for skin but for your health on and whole is a very important thing that's true nothing beats if you're eating right if you're good habits if you have healthy habits if you're exercising and eating right mm. i think it takes care of your health or at least you know i would say 
50-60% of your job is done. In fact, I for one really do believe that when we're talking about harming the environment or, you know, the global changes and stuff, I also think if you're overeating, you're stressing the earth. (laughs) You need to just eat just the right amount and not extra or not even less. You should be healthy. Correct. So, quick question on eating, right? I know it's a totally no, no different problem. subject yeah. and, no, I and it's a huge least, subject. Yeah. But what would be some of the foods that one should avoid for our skin? Definitely all kinds of junk foods. So I say there's something called high glycemic index food. So, that goes for all kinds of, just not skin, but diabetes, but also hormonal disorders. So, skin is something... You, there are a few conditions which are only skin related, but a lot of it is that, you know, if you have something inside, it would, the first me- symptoms would manifest on skin. Okay. So it's all very interrelated. Mm-hmm. A good dermatologist is able to diagnose inner problem much earlier. So that's the basic thing. So definitely if you're eating right, that helps. Mm-hmm. And yeah, good fruit. You know, if you're having fruits and all, that's a very good thing. Okay. So my last question to you on skin and this relates to millennials mm-hmm. and their skin. Yeah. I'm much, much older than you. And I've seen, you know, how how much, uh, you know, whitening was a big challenge when I was growing up, etc. And yet I find the millennials are going to change the future of this country. Mm-hmm. They're far more comfortable. Yes. How, what is your view on millennials yeah. and their skin? Uh, so, yes, of course, people have started accepting that you need to have a healthier skin and even skin tone, irrespective of the color. And that is what is more important. But yes, I do feel that, and what I do tell most of my patients as well, that, you know, we get good clothes, we get good things and take good care of them. So there is no harm in taking good care of your skin. Like what my grandmother looked at the age of 16, my mom doesn't. And what my mom looked at the age of 30, I don't. So I think there is no harm in looking healthy and being being healthy and looking your best. Mm-hmm. If that helps you, mm-hmm. if that's what you want, then of course. But it's a choice. Right. It's yes. a choice. I agree. Completely agree with you. So, uh, yeah, let's move to the next part of your specialization, which is hair transplant. Mm-hmm. And again, like skin, yeah. everyone is very conscious about their hair. Of course, bald is also considered to be the new look. And I, it definitely now. is. But my question to you is that what are the reasons a person loses hair? So, most of it is genetic. Okay. Of course, some environmental causes are also there. But most of it is genetic, especially with men mm-hmm. and even with women as mm-hmm. well. What I personally think, and yes, it's not scientifically completely proven right no. now, but you know, as we are evolving as humans, mm-hmm. over if you see over lost even 10,000, 15,000. Mm-hmm. So, we kind of tend to lose what, you know, from our we body, what we don't. Requires, yeah. right? So I think hair, considering the urban lifestyle that we have mm. over years, basically hair used to be hair all over our body mm. and on our hair was supposed to be a natural covering. Correct. But with you know us living mostly indoors mm. and wearing all the clothes and stuff, I think it is just a natural way of evolving mm. that we don't really need hair anymore. So I am pretty sure, I'm not saying in my lifetime, but in some lifetime, maybe 100, 200 years later, people would not be having hair and it could still be considered as good looking as it is. <laughs> and what about stress? Yes, stress does result. Mm-hmm. Stress uh, has effects on hair, on skin, mm-hmm. on your entire general health. Mm-hmm. 
it starts, you know, when you when there's a self stress build up in the body, it would start with your stomach, it would go to your heart, it would go to your liver, it would start then it would start manifesting in your skin, on your hair. And everybody's biology is different. Mm-hmm. So some people would even end up with like, you know, rash on their body when they're very stressed. Some people end up losing more hair when they're stressed. So yes, of course, mental health is in our scenario, it's one of the most challenging yeah. and one of the things which people should really accept mm. and really take care of. It's as no, important as physical health. Wonderful. So my next question to you is on a transplant. Mm-hmm. What should one look for? Mm-hmm. When I say one, it's someone who mm-hmm. believes they need a, a transplant. Mm-hmm. What should they look for when they are looking to get some hair transplant. So one of the things which I rarely see, so hair transplant or any of the cosmetic procedures, they are not exactly, you know, something that I would prescribe. Like, you know, if you have some problem, I would say, you know, if it's like a fever, I would say you have to take this medicine, otherwise you would not be fine. But with all these cosmetic procedures, it's a choice. It's a choice which a patient is making themselves. I try to assess. I never try to push. The first time a patient would come, I would never say, oh, you need it. I would say, well, these are the options, but it's a natural process and you look beautiful anyways that you are. I always give them time to think, to, you know, to come to conclusion that they really want it. And it's not something that they're doing for somebody else. They're doing it for themselves. And also to check, you know, have a reality check because hair transplant, basically they're taking their own hair and we're just taking it from behind and just, you know, grafting it somewhere else. So it's not, we're not increasing the number of hair. We're just redistributing. So we have to have that reality check. Otherwise, patients do get dissatisfied. But yes, it's a completely cosmetic thing. I don't want to advertise about it. I don't want to say that you need it. So that is something I do. And is it a permanent solution? So, well, you know, it started happening, say, about 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. So we still don't have enough data to say that it's going to last you your lifetime. Mm -hmm. But yes, we've seen for the last 10, 20 years, if done correctly, it can last you for about 20 years or so. So it's a very small strip on your head, which is like permanent hair. Mm -hmm. Rest of it does shed over time. So yes, some mm. of it won't stay. And you, you normally have hair around the crown, which seems to stay longer. Yeah, than... so it's basically this part of hair, mm. which is not affected by the hormones. Okay. And that is only the permanent one. Mm. So if we take from above or below that area, it might not get affected as soon. Mm. But yes, you might end up losing it after 10, 15 years. But yes, science is evolving very yeah. fast and we use extra things mm. to make sure that they stay. Amazing. You know, I've learned so much on hair transplant from you in the last few minutes. Ah. I've never ever learned so much. So let me move on to another part. And this is a little bit on gender balance. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spent four decades in the corporate world mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. And I've often said that there is a gender imbalance mm-hmm. in the corporate world or in yeah. business world. I know that there are far more women mm-hmm. in medicine. But what are your views on gender balance in medicine? Yes, of course. Like, you know, it's not... Uh, you know, my I had school friends who went into engineering and they would still have more men in their classrooms. But in our college, yes, there were pretty much we were equal females and males. Mm. But one thing is that what I have seen over years, mm. once we start practicing, practicing doctors mm. are still males more mm. than females, Good. even when they finish their medicine. And why is that? Is it because women have to go back to their homes because of the family. children, family, etc. Yes, maybe. Maybe because of that. I think it's changing. Mm-hmm. I think women are getting more informed. Mm-hmm. Families have started supporting their careers. 
But yes, at some point of time, they were expected to stay at home and take care mm-hmm. more there, even if they were equally qualified or equally good. This flat hadn't spent, as you said in the beginning, yeah, I still have friends who started with me and spent all those years and are now basically looking after the house first mm-hmm. before stepping out to their career. So again, you know, the medical world is a world that I know very little of. Mm-hmm. But when I ask some of my women guests, mm-hmm. what do you think should be done to correct this faster? Mm-hmm. They said that companies should have a provision to be able to get young mothers with their children at work. What is your thought from the medical world? Well, we can't take children to hospitals. <laughs> we definitely can't yeah. do that. No, I think, you know, a more holistic, if we kind of, if you're talking about gender equality, then it has to be that you're sharing. If you have a family, then both the partners are sharing work at home Correct. and at work. Correct. And I think that would be enough. Mm. You know, if um, your spouses empowering you and supporting your career and you know taking equal responsibility at home i think that is pretty much enough and even if your parents if they're retired and support you and your family i think even in the nuclear setup i think having a good support system it takes like a village to bring up children so i think if you have that village you're good that's very well said (laughs) so jaya thank you very much it's been such a pleasure speaking to you And I wish you lots of success in all the great work you are doing and you want to do in the villages. Thank you so much for having me here. It was a pleasure being here. And yes, the village work, that is one of the main reasons why I'm here. I hope to reach this message to as many people because, as I said, I would be needing a lot of support when I start doing that work. Wonderful. Good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Brand Called You, and never miss any update. For feedback, reach us on at HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To listen to more podcasts by The Brand Called You, log on to www.htsmartcast.com or suno nai nazari essay. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.